0: This is a GRDC podcast.
1: As farmers, it's highly likely that the first time you hear about a new, improved wheat variety is when your agronomist drops in for a chat, or maybe from your reseller, or you read about it in a newspaper story. But that variety, of course, has been in development for years, probably six or seven years at least, before you hear about it for the first time. Now, we know that plant breeders are responsible for bringing us these amazing new varieties year after year, each with their own set of genes delivering their own unique traits. But from where do the plant breeders get those genes? Well, the grains industry is incredibly fortunate to enjoy worldwide cooperation in exchanging genetic resources. Australia is a signatory to the International Treaty on Plant Genetic Resources for Food and Agriculture, which allows unhindered access from around the world to genetic materials that underpin productivity and profitability gains for Aussie grain growers. And when those genetic materials land in Australia, well, they are housed at the Australian Grains Gene Bank at Horsham in Western Victoria, where Sally Norton oversees a dedicated crew supplying researchers across Australia this season they need.
0: We are where research starts. We are a resource or a seed bank or a seed library where researchers and breeders around Australia obtain different types of seeds which they then use to actually develop new varieties for farmers to grow in their fields.
1: Okay, so is that how you decide what to bring in? It's on the request from plant breeders?
0: Yeah, it is. So it's got to meet a need for the Australian grain cropping industry. So if there's an issue with a pest or a disease or drought's always an issue, We're looking for specific types of seed that have got characteristics that will meet those needs.
1: Have you got any idea how many seeds you've got here? I've
0: got around about 195,000 different types of seed and actually I think we're over about four million seeds themselves, individual seeds, so quite a lot.
1: And it's all grain crops?
0: It is all grain crops here. So we're supporting the whole of Australia. So it's sort of cold temperate right through to monsoonal tropical and every crop that we grow in Australia and also many others that grow around the world.
1: We'll go and have a look at the facility now, but just give us a, a bit of a picture of actually what's in these, between these four walls.
0: Between these four walls, you have an amazing dedicated team who keep so many different types of seed alive forever. So even in these walls, we prolong the life of the seed under cold storage. So we have to maintain it. So these are people who are running our quarantine program. These are people who manage our databases, who work with the seeds to put them into long-term storage, but also distribute them to researchers and breeders. And we've also got a field crew, which grow out seed so that we can actually replenish our seed stocks when they're actually losing their ability to grow, or we have low seed quantity.
1: This is obviously different to that big vault of seeds over in uh, Norway, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we're an active gene bank, so we're constantly growing a collection and maintaining it, so keeping it alive. Svalbard in Norway is an amazing backup facility which stores the world's agricultural production across all crops. So it's a static backup. You don't maintain the seeds there, but it's a phenomenal archive of the history of the world's agriculture.
1: It fascinates me that this is where all the research starts because often when we're talking about new varieties coming through, we kind of think of it starting at the researcher. Do you get a bit jealous sometimes?
0: Well, not really. I mean, the people who work in this program and and know the program well understand that pretty much it starts here. But as with anyone in any area of work, you don't really comprehend how the whole system operates until you're actually aware of it or have seen it or exposed to it.
1: OK, well, let's hold it there and we'll go for a bit of a walk and can show me around the place?
0: Yep, no worries.
1: So, Sally, where are we now? What's this room?
0: So we've moved out into our clean work room in here and this is where we process a lot of our seed coming into the collection. So we receive material into the gene bank from a couple of different ways. So it's either come through quarantine from overseas where it's grown out We'll source the seed for the researchers or the breeders. It'll be sent to our quarantine stations, either here in Horsham or up in Tamworth. And they grow out the seed, make sure it's clean of any pests or disease that we really don't want in Australia, and then daughter seeds released to us here. Comes in here, we put all the information on the database, and from there we then process it into the long term collection into the cold areas but in here we do a lot of seed processing for distribution so in the background you might be able to hear a little bit of it but they're packing wheat trials that are going out to about 10 different trials around the country and they'll be sown within the next month and within this set of material that's going out there'll be some lines out of here that are used to actually develop new varieties.
1: We've got probably several hundred little uh, brown paper bags who are they actually going to?
0: So these packets that are here, I think there's about 5,000 all out that have been going out over the last few weeks and this week. They'll go to private breeding companies and also to research programs into pre-breeding. So they'll actually look at characteristics of how these grow in lots of different environments around Australia. So they'll be looking for how they yield, how they perform if it's a wet year or a dry year, and they'll look at different plant structural characteristics. So do they fall over, do they stand up tall, seeds per head, that sort of thing.
1: Do you collect any Australian seeds?
0: Yeah, we do. Although every grain crop we grow in farmers' field in Australia doesn't originate in Australia, it's been imported and developed to suit Australian conditions. We have a lot of wild relatives, which are kind of like your cousins or your second cousins. They're related, but sometimes quite closely, sometimes by you know, a fingernail, basically mm-hmm. very, very distantly related. We have a lot of those across sort of northern Australia, sort of subtropical, tropical zones, and they're mainly related to tropical grain crops. So you've got your soybeans, your your mung beans, your sorghums, pigeon pea, rice, a lot of those sort of crops. We have quite a lot of those and mm. we've got an active collection program happening, which we're heading up to the Northern Territory uh, later this week to try and collect some more of those.
1: So you actually go out and collect them?
0: Yeah, we do. Yeah, I mean, I've got about 20 years experience doing that and I absolutely love it. Yeah, so lucky enough to get an opportunity to go up and do that again this year.
1: What happens to bose seed? Are plant breeders interested in those ones?
0: Yeah, they are. These wild relatives in Australia, as we all understand, Australia is quite a harsh climate in terms of its fairly dry and fairly nutrient-poor soils. The wild plants grow where they grow. It's survival of the fittest, truly. So they're really quite adaptable and quite tolerant of some really challenging conditions. And so when we bring those in, they're processed into the collection and they go out to researchers who try and look for specific characteristics that could be used to actually develop more resilient crop varieties for our farmers.
1: Okay, let's go into the cold part <laughs> and it's very cold isn't it how how cold does it get down to in uh, here
0: yeah our vaults operate at minus 20 so it's quite chilly
1: yeah okay and notice we've got quite a few very heavy coats here so what have we got here
0: so we've just moved into the back end of our building this is really the heartbeat of the program here so this room is really specifically designed to dry seed down or dry anything down actually so we're actually losing moisture in here as well so it runs at 15 degrees so it's quite cool and it's running at a dry condition so 15 percent relative humidity and what that does is it pulls seed moisture out of the seed and dries it down to between five and eight percent seed can be stored at low temperatures under those conditions and, and the purpose of that is because we operate at minus 20 we're freezing the seed if we didn't dry the seed down the, the water within the seed would freeze which is bigger volume than water and then when it defrosts it just damages the growing point within the seeds and so you lose the seed loses its ability to grow very quickly it can really do a lot of damage so we dry it down to in this room we reliably get seven percent under our realistic conditions here And with that, we can put them in the freezer quite happily when we pull them out to send out to researchers or breeders or grow them out ourselves. Yeah, we quite happily store them.
1: How long does it take to get the seed down to those specifications?
0: Depending on what type of seed it is and how big it is, Mm. between four and six weeks. And then we move it into a a foil packet, which is air, light and moisture-proof, and seal that up. And then that container, it then goes into the freezers
1: so uh, just looking at this controller here it's a minus 20.7 degrees how long would we last in there if we didn't have protection
0: oh we'd be in all sorts of trouble in about 15 20 minutes it's pretty cold in there
1: okay well so. we won't do an extensive interview but no. can we go in there yeah, and uh, just see how cold it is oh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's cold It's cold. So as you say, these seeds are frozen in here. (laughs) I'm starting to to get a bit cold myself. They're frozen in here. How long would they stay in here, or is there a large turnover of seeds?
0: Um, There can be. So there's certain sets of material in here. We have to regrow them every probably five years, and they're really well-characterised sets of material or sets of seed in here, which researchers would like to use a lot. But in terms of the storage life in here, theoretically... I think wheat, for instance, has about 300 years. Right. Uh, realistically, uh, if we have really good quality seed coming in here with really high germination rate, we could easily get 80 years, if not 100, of seed in here as long as we don't use up the seed stocks.
1: Mm, uh, well, about 80 seconds is about my limit. <laughs> it's, it's too cold. Let's go out. Yep. Oh, geez. It's cold. Even my clothes are cold. <laughs> Jeez, how often do you have to go into there? Oh. A couple of times a day. <laughs> 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 Depends on what you do. Yeah, yeah. To come out of this podcast, we should be thinking that research doesn't start with the plant breeders. It actually starts here in Horsham.
0: Well, it does. I mean, there's a lot of work. I mean, you often hear, oh, it's just seed in a fridge, which is actually quite annoying because it's so much more than that. So you can't just put seed in the fridge and expect it to be there when you need it. So the whole point of this is is to really make sure we're trying to future proof the Australian grain cropping industry. We have challenging conditions in Australia from year to year, let alone under the conditions we're expecting into the future with climate change. So the purpose of this place is to have the diversity and the adaptability of all different types of seed from all around the world and within Australia that allow researchers and breeders to actually develop the crops for the future that we need. So. It's an amazing program this, I mean the building's lovely to look at, but you know when you come inside and you see what actually happens in here, it's it's you know can be quite overwhelming at times.
1: A highly dedicated Sally Norton from the Australian Grains Gene Bank.